Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tis the season to grieve. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. So it's just the two of us today, we're doing another hashtag DPC discussions. Uh, We thought this would be the perfect time because we are approaching Christmas so Sam actually came up with a really good name for this podcast before. Sam, do you want to let them know what it's going to be called? Well, I would do, and I will say it, but I will just also caveat this. I'd be like, we're probably going to think of some better puns by the time this goes out. <laughs> That's but, be correct, to be fair. Tis the season to grieve. La, 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 la. Tis the season to grieve. <laughs> Anybody that has lost a parent in the supermarket, <laughs> anybody that has lost a parent um from death <laughs> well, anybody who has a dead parent will understand yeah it's not even just their parents is it at this time of year though it's like the whole spectrum anyone it's just hard if you've lost anyone at this time of year anybody Specific- who has a dead loved one yeah but obviously in this instance specifically the parentals for a whole host of reasons that we'll we will just chat about yeah so christmas brings back a lot of brings a lot of difficult circumstances i think yeah well especially especially from my side because my dad died five days before christmas i know you literally had a christmas death yeah so that's that might makes it like doubly hard Mm. yeah but it's just difficult for anyone isn't it it is and i actually mentioned this on the radio show that I was on the other day. Yeah, she's famous, girl. So, on well, I was at a client meeting earlier this week. Just a bit of content um, context. I work in marketing, and one of our clients is like basically our, like our local town. We do a lot of destination marketing for the town. So, I go to quite a few meetings with people from the local community. And the one that we were at the other day was with a company called Radio Northwich. And it does what it says in the tin. It is a radio station that is recorded in our local town for our local town. We have one in Newark as well. We have Radio Newark. Oh, do you? Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, we were with them and conversations obviously kind of happened. I ended up talking about myself for a bit and then the podcast came in. <laughs> how better to sell your services than to sell yourself <laughs> just talking about just talk about the dead mom in a business meeting <laughs> and the woman that we were at the meeting with called kim 
she was like, oh my God, like what you're doing sounds incredible. Come on to my show. So I was like, cool, you know, I'm a, I'm a yes person. She went, well, come on, come on tomorrow. So I thought, why not? So yeah, I recorded a, it was live on Friday morning. I cannot wait to listen to this. Yeah, so anybody now can listen to the replay of it. We'll put a link to the show notes. In the show notes. So yeah, it literally was so good. And we just spoke about kind of my experience and about the podcast and about Sam for a good hour and a half and I think it's actually really valuable for people to listen to especially if you're like listening to the podcast which I'm guessing you do if you're listening to this one now it's basically kind of like another podcast if you want to listen to it so yeah it's in the show notes oh I've just um just like on the website now and it's like um the description of the show from that day is Kim Smith welcomes you to two hours of girl talk. Lots of great music, great chat, and a smattering of Christmas tunes. Welcoming the gorgeous cat from 24-7 into the studio. Yeah, how cute. She was such a gem. She kept like complimenting me across the table. And yeah, and, which I loved. It was so nice. But you know, like with compliments, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I just like wanted to mount into the table like ah. <laughs> You're great with compliments. Well, I've learned the best way to deal with compliments now is to just say thank you. Don't try and say no, I'm not. Just embrace the, embrace the compliment. Yeah, one honey big. Yeah. So, Cat's been on the radio. Big week. We'll put the link in. Also, we were in the uh, Newark Advertiser. Yes, we had our first publication online. We've been all over that local news this week. Do we know if there's going to be a printed version of that, Sam? Yeah, I asked my mum to go buy it. Oh, I hope she does. So, I hope so. It would be cute to see our faces in an actual paper. Maybe, and we'll be able to frame it. Yeah! Oh, I'll go ask her to buy, like, five copies. It can be the... Uh, oh, can you like... It can be on the Wall of Fame when we finally have our international office. Yeah, yes, can you say? It'll be, like, fucking... It'll be in the museum, doll, when we're... Uh... <laughs> it will be in the museums. First time and Sam we're publicised together. In the Salmon Cat exhibition. <laughs> like I was just saying to you, like, saying to you, like, just born born to be famous. Born to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't tell if people would be, like, pissed off by that or be like, yeah, go on, gals. Yeah, p- please give me support. I promise I promise, it's completely worth it. I'm on the I'm on the same level as Ellen. I don't know why you keep talking about this like you're a singular person. There's no way you're doing this without me. <laughs> we do come as a twosome, to be fair. You're not doing this alone. You're famous, babe. So am I. One of us is just going to have to bite the bullet. I'm either going to have to move over to Australia or you're going to have to come home at some point to make this work. Getting that podcast out to the side of the world. Honestly, I speak about it so much, I can't actually explain. Ditto. Like, oh, I, was, I was doing a classic out for drinks on Friday night talking about it. Oh, my God. Hey, just give me one second. I know we're celebrating, but can we just talk about death just for two minutes? <laughs> no, it's because um, it just always comes up in conversation. Yeah, totally. Because I can't remember what we were talking about, actually. Probably a bit like you. We just talk about myself. And then I, I probably just always say, oh, and my dad died. And then this other guy was like, oh, so did mine. <laughs> and then we started talking about it. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, my God, DPC. And I was like, so I've got this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like my fucking classic now I literally just I can't not sell it ever again I love it so much also yeah. talking of kind of like Christmas this week we put our Christmas decorations up last night 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, which I find is such a big part of Christmas with regards to like family time and stuff. You know, because, you know, when you see on the movies, especially like Home Alone and stuff like that, when people are putting Christmas decorations up and it's like this big family tradition and everyone puts all the music on, you got all the mince pies out, everyone's dancing and throwing tinsel around each other and there's people kissing under the fairy lights and all that kind of crap. I don't think there's this expectation around putting up Christmas decks. Yeah, I think I do have to caveat up front here and say, I think this will be an interesting episode because mine and yours Christmases are very different. Oh yeah, 100. So this will be quite interesting, I think. Yeah, mine is very tame. But as in like, you're very big on Christmas, like Christmas tree, Christmas decorations. I wouldn't say I was like huge on Christmas, but I I romanticise it. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Which is dangerous because I always end up being hugely let down by it because I romanticize it so much. Yeah, but I wouldn't but when you say let down by it, but is that like like what do you mean? Well I I think like Christmas Day is one of the worst days of the year. Like I hate it. Do you? Mm, I've never really been a, a big fan of it. I think there's a lot of kind of let down and because my family isn't very I liked it when I was with my whole family, like the extended family. But my memories of it as a small family are so not special at all. So when you say small family, like you, your mum and dad, were your brothers or Yeah, me, mum, dad and brothers. Like, it would just be very, just bland. Like, get up, go to church, come home, wait for dinner to be made, have dinner, open some presents, watch some TV, go to bed. Like, we didn't have any big, it wasn't, like happy and cheery in the house or anything nobody made a special effort or anything like that that's so interesting because I thought that you were had like a traditional Christmas maybe I suppose that is traditional it's traditional but you you know my family though you know that other than me there isn't much personality there yeah (laughs) it's true you know like if it if it were up to me my Christmas would be entirely different and but you can't you can't force that behavior onto people so that's really funny, actually, that you kind of expected my Christmases to be full of, like, jolly, like... Do I mean, like, say, whereas I literally, I don't even do, I don't do Christmas presents. Yeah, I found that sad. I don't get presents for anyone, I don't get presents from anyone. Mm. So, like, and we haven't done presents at home for a long time. But, I mean, I don't, and so this is another thing that I've been thinking about this week. I'm like, well, I mean, we don't, we don't even have a Christmas tree in our house. <laughs> So I'm like, but that's been very much like the past four years. Is there one at your Aussie house at the moment? There is, yeah. But that's because there's a nine-year-old girl living yeah, there. Yeah, that, that must be quite cute though, like different. So then tell me then, like, what were your Christmases like before your dad died? Well, that's the thing. I don't even, that, that's what I've been thinking about this week. I'm like, am I, I don't know how much of my thoughts of Christmas are now tainted by the past four years. Mm. So... Because, so my mum's always been a big screw. Well, not, you know, yeah, big screw. Yeah. I mean, the rest of my family are, like, my auntie, Vicky, her house is always, you know, oh like, decorated beautifully. I can imagine your auntie Vicky ha- at Vicky's house being, like, a little mini grotto. Honestly, it's amazing. She obviously has, like, a massive, like, white Christmas tree. There are, like, Christmas trees in, like, all the other rooms. And we would use, so, I, actually, let me think about this. So, oh, and this is another thing as well, because obviously the year, 
the year before dad died, my mum's um, best friend, Janie, died. Yeah. And and we used to have them around at Christmas. So our Christmas, and she died in she died on January the seventh. Um, so we'd had that Christmas. I don't even actually remember what we did that Christmas, to be honest. But I'm pretty sure they would have been round because they live around the corner. They used to live around the corner from us. So my mum and dad's best friend, like used to call my uncle Adam and Auntie Jane. And every Christmas we'd have them round to ours. So all of a sudden, our Christmases were. We didn't have anti- like literally within space from one year to the next. We didn't have Auntie Jane and Adam had moved away by this point, so we didn't have them. Yeah, Andy. and then we didn't have my dad. Yeah, suddenly it becomes like so, half the size. Yeah, and it's like well, okay, now we have to actually, you know, think about what we're going to do on Christmas. Yeah, and you have to actually kind of like try and make it a nice time rather than it just happening automatically with because it is the people that make the day isn't it and suddenly those people yeah exactly and because my mum she's just not like a sentimental person at all so to her she's like you know she hates birthdays she hates any kind of celebration I think I've said that to you before so it's just like she's to her it's just another day and she just pays a bit more money for me yeah I think for her it's more of a uh chore isn't it than yeah yeah exactly and because we don't we're not like a lovey-dovey family now no. like my dad's a lovey-dovey one it literally now is just about the food <laughs> so it's different very different because I I love that my favorite thing about Christmas is the family times yeah. like I don't I don't give a shit about presents or anything I love the fact that everyone like everyone spends time with their families mm. no matter who they are if they can, people will spend family time, and that's my favorite thing because I love my family. Yeah. So that's my favorite thing about Christmas as well. And I think that's partly why I never really liked Christmas Day, but I always loved Boxing Day because I'd always spend it with the people that I like wanted to spend it with. And in the past, that, that looked like different things. Like I remember there, there was a tradition for a few years where I went round to my then boyfriend's house on Boxing Day. And I have great Boxing Day memories with them and his family. But then I've also got amazing memories where I spent Boxing Day with my whole entire family and I've got amazing memories with them. So I do, I prefer Boxing Day to Christmas Day. And I think that's partly because there's less pressure behind it as well. Because everyone's like enjoying all the leftovers and everyone just gets together and enjoys spending time together rather than like opening gifts or like getting stressed out cooking Christmas dinner and stuff. Yeah, well, we'd actually... Um, that's interesting to say about Boxing Day. So we would always go down to the rugby club, yeah, because they'd always have a game. And then obviously we don't do that anymore. So what was last? What was last year's Christmas like for you then? Um, I actually can't remember. I would say Penny wasn't there either last year. Yeah, she was travelling, wasn't she? Honestly, I was really not looking forward to last year's Christmas. No, I was really, really sad about last year. So it was me, my mum, and Toby <laughs> at home. It's just, I can just picture it. Can you imagine? Yeah, I dread to imagine the amount of pigs and blankets that you ate that day. Babe, honestly, that's all I did. I woke up, I did I did that thing last year where I had dinner, I didn't feel sick enough, so I went back for seconds and made myself feel so ill. <laughs> it's like, that's better. <laughs> that's like all I did. 
it was horrendous. Oh, oh, because that was it. We had like um our family big family Christmas thing maybe like a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah, and we'd also been to Brussels, hadn't we? If you like, well, it was about two weeks before Christmas, so that was like super Christmassy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we did obviously Brussels and stuff, and then we had a big family thing at my aunt Vicky's house, and that was the time when we had like we always do karaoke anyway. Yeah. But that was did I ever tell you? I must have done. How like I just got so pissed and my mum left me there because uh, I refused to go home. Did you throw up? No, that wasn't that time. <laughs> that was the wedding. Oh um, yeah. And they, my nan had to meet my mum halfway the next day to take me home because my mum refused to come all the way to fetch me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair to say she was fuming. Actually fuming. So because by Christmas now it just involves getting as pissed as possible because usually we go out on Christmas Eve as well um, with friends, which we've only just started doing the past few years. And also, actually, so as I, I should have thought about this a lot more before I started talking because it would have made well more sense to structure this conversation. However, we used my mum and dad used to have the pub as well. Yeah, of course. So either I can't remember. I think we must have used to open maybe a couple of hours or something on Christmas, but. We did used to have like a really nice. I used to really, really love Christmas as a kid. Yeah, I like, loved it. I suppose it's because you had all your friends over at the pub, didn't you? Yeah. Well, now it's just Tracy's a Scrooge, and just I think because you get you get most of your Christmas spirit from how your parents see Christmas. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, what did yours used to be like? So, it's kind of like how I spoke before, really. I suppose. The best part of Christmas for me was beforehand because we do we do decorate the house like not major not crazy decorations but you know we do all the standard fairy lights and put the Christmas tree up and some of my kind of main memories are my mum and I and my dad would always go and pick the Christmas tree so that's one of our traditions we get a real Christmas tree every year I've never had a real one. Oh, I love it the smell of it and side note I was furious this year because my dad decided to go and get the Christmas tree without me. He just oh, mate. <laughs> in the car on the way to Wales last Sunday. He was like, oh, yeah, I've got the Christmas tree in the garden. And I was driving and I was like, excuse me? And he said, yeah, I went, like, went and got it with Ryan yesterday. And I was like, you knew I wanted to go. Like, to me, that was, a really, that was like a proper stab in the heart because that's one of my traditions. And that's something that annoyed me because... I know that if my mum were here, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that. So then another thing was that my mum and I would always spend time doing the nativity scene. Yeah, because actually that's a good point because your family are religious. Yes. So you had a way different experience to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like my strongest memory really of doing this is in the old house because that's obviously where I spent most of my Christmases with mum. But we'd make this proper effort on this nativity scene we'd get all like the sprayed snow out and all the cotton wool and we'd spend ages making sure like all the people in the in the nativity scene were in the right place we'd put the angels up on the windows and make such a big effort of it together and then we'd decorate the house together and stuff so that was always something that my mum and I did and then Christmas day was just yeah kind of very casual like I said to you before Christmas eve I was never allowed out with my friends I always had to sit in with mum and dad and we'd literally do nothing but like watch TV. It was awful. I used to get so angry that I wasn't allowed out to celebrate with my friends, i.e. getting pissed. Well, but how old were you then? I'd say I didn't go out on Christmas Eve until last year. 
Yeah, I've only I've only done it the past actually, like maybe like three years because I used to actually work on Christmas Eve. Yeah, before I can, that. I can imagine. To be fair, I did I did some years as well. But yeah, the first first one I went out on Christmas Eve was last year. But I think the main reason I didn't do it the year before last and the year before that was because I didn't want to leave my dad in on his own on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So obviously that changed it as well because all my friends would be going out when we were older, like nineteen twenty well 2021 on Christmas Eve and I'd be like oh I can't call my feel like I've got to sit in with my dad and do nothing (laughs) so that was difficult um but yeah Christmas day literally got up and went to church and stuff had our Christmas lunch so yeah Boxing Day was always so much so much better really I way preferred it I just haven't got a very I just haven't got a very jolly family like it just hasn't really got that Christmas spirit so it literally was trying to force it on people which exhausts me um yeah but yeah those those kind of kind of routines have changed a lot now and I think I've kind of spent the last three years trying to think about how I can incorporate some of those routines back and it was really nice actually yesterday because what I've started doing now to try and make it a little bit more Christmassy is when we're going to do the Christmas tree I'll turn I'll go onto YouTube on the TV in the living room and I'll do get like a Christmas playlist on that has like a big roaring fire like in the background so I'll turn the Christmas music on really loud and then obviously you know we've got Brian that lives with us yeah oh what does Brian do on Christmas yeah so well to side note Brian is a lodger lives in the house with me and my dad he's an absolute gem love him um Brian's never spent Christmas day with us but he does he loves decorating the house for Christmas like he actually he always says oh, I can't wait to see the tree up and stuff at Christmas so last night he was helping us and then I was like oh Brian do you want to put the baubles and stuff on the tree with me so me and Brian were singing Christmas songs and like decorating the tree together oh my god so, that is- <laughs> it was so cute um and he loves seeing it all put, like come together like he came into the house before and he came to the living room and he's like, oh, I forgot we had the tree up. I came in and I was like, oh, wow, doesn't it just look lovely? Oh, what a gem. Yeah, he's so sweet. And I'd love him to spend Christmas Day with us, to be honest. But I think he goes to like families from like the church and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But that's really nice. So it has been weird trying to incorporate like Brian into the whole like pre-Christmas kind of festivity and trying to like go through it all with my dad as well. Because obviously he finds Christmas difficult. So I am trying to kind of bring in some new routines and stuff. And then last night I spent some time on the piano doing some Christmas songs on the piano and stuff whilst he was getting some bits done up. So, yeah, it's just I I, I do. I know that if it weren't for me, it wouldn't be a nice experience, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Because obviously back home it's just mum and Toby now. Yeah. So I, um, ages ago, what they were going to do for Christmas because I – I think it like for the past few years, especially last year, like I said, I'd I'd just say to my mum, I was like, I'm really not looking forward to Christmas this year. I was like, can we do something else? Can we go see other family? Like make a tradition from it. Well, no, it's not even traditions. It's just not be sat inside, being sad. Like let's actually do something that we're going to enjoy. Yeah, and just have a shit day. (laughs) Um, so I was a bit concerned that it was just going to be mum and Toby because then they're both not really that bothered so they would literally just they would just get if they could get away with it just sit at home for the whole day of Christmas day just them two they'd probably go to the gym yeah they probably would actually if the the gym was open (laughs) 
they would probably they'd probably still work out anyway yeah they'd work out eat work out sleep that's probably what they do the whole day and this is also what I struggled with last year and my mum was like well you should just go go to a friend's house or something I'm like Tracy I'm not leaving you on your own because I don't think she realizes how I mean and she she'd get really annoyed at me if she listened to this um because I said this to her and she got really pissed off I was like yeah but you probably you don't realize how sad it's going to make you and she's like you don't tell me how to feel (laughs) she's like yeah yeah she doesn't believe in being soppy but I'm like it is and it will get you subconsciously even if you're not sat there thinking I'm really sad like you're gonna fucking be it's inevitable if you are sat on your own on Christmas day without your family without your best friend without your partner yeah like you're gonna be fucking sad what I really struggle with is trying to make sure that those that my mum doesn't just sit in and feeling sad. Yeah, like but, from the other side of the world as well, it's going to be so difficult to like try and oh, do something. Well, no, that's the thing. I know like, they've invited family round, which is good. Oh, have they? Who's coming over? Yeah. Well, they, mum invited my nan round and then my nan invi- invited my aunties round. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's good. Tammy was like, uh, I don't think mum was going to invite everybody, but I was like, well, I'm glad that. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that you're not going to be there now because I reckon that'd be quite a good day. It wouldn't be as good as it would be as it is like going to my auntie's house because I wouldn't be able to get as pissed as I could as like I would. No one be, no one would be drinking because one doesn't drink. Oh yeah, of course. My auntie's house, it's pure carnage. So when we've gotten older and at, even before my dad died, if it was either Christmas night or Boxing Day or whatever or the twenty seventh, we'd have and still always do up until last year they probably will still have it this year have like one day with the whole one side of my family yeah where we get absolutely fucking smashed it's like sing karaoke all day eat all day so it might be similar with you actually so all of my christmases are always the memories that i have with my mum's side of the family yeah we never always i think there's one christmas that we spent with my dad's side yeah so i'm kind of glad in that sense because if it was like we used to always spend them with dad's side of the family and then dad died, then it would like be a bit worse, I think, because the yeah. relationship would have been way more broken down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what are you doing on Christmas Day this year? So standard for the last three years. No, for the, so the first Christmas after my mum died, we spent it at my brother's house in Wales. Mm-hmm. That was a very quiet day. I remember I cried a lot. I think we were giving out gifts and I just sat on the sofa like, <laughs> like just in tears. Because obviously that was only like a month and a half after my mum died as well. So it was quite yeah. And then um, the two years after that, we've spent at my auntie's house, Auntie Mel, big up Auntie Mel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so me and my dad and my brother, Pete, the last couple of years have gone there, which has been nice. We kind of go over mid-morning and have our Christmas lunch, open a few gifts, sit and drink, maybe watch a Christmas movie or something. Like, it is very chilled. And then on the Boxing Day, usually the family then come over to Miles as well. So we see all of them. So I always obviously look forward to Boxing Day a little bit more. But kind of my dad was saying to me this year, like, do you mind if we're going to your Auntie Miles again? Because I miss having Christmas at home. But at the same time, I think I miss, I miss having Christmas at home with my mum. Yeah. 
like that's what it is and I think if the reality of it actually was that me and my dad were here on our own on Christmas day it would be horrendous I don't even want to imagine but I think at some point I would really really like to host Christmas with the whole family back at my house because I do miss it and I feel like it's kind of gone really far away now and something that I really look forward to is having my own house and inviting the whole family around because I I, I do I do have I do romanticize it so much but I just love the idea of having my whole family over making this massive Christmas dinner everyone drinking mulled wine doing like crazy family games and stuff and having like a day full of Christmas cheer like that is what I want it is weird I do think about it a lot like do I wish I was at home but I know that I do just wish that my mum was here really oh babes I am I look forward to be able to host because I'd just get everyone smashed. Yeah. I think that's what Christmas is about for me. Just wine. <laughs> wine in every single condiment, like wine in the gravy, Bailey's and the white sauce. <laughs> Everything that they eat will have some sort of alcohol alcohol in it. No, that doesn't count because the alcohol gets cooked off. It would be like, wake up, Betty's for breakfast, and then that's it, and you're away. And you're away. <laughs> I know that obviously you guys don't really tend to do gifts, but we always have and you know I struggle with this so much because no offense to my dad but he is the worst at buying gifts like terrible he just he just can't I don't know what it is about him but he just he can't think for people at all about anything that they'd like so for example as I mentioned on last week's podcast we went to my brother's for Christmas dinner as a family last weekend because that was the only time we could all get together and obviously I went out the day before spent hours getting Christmas presents for people because I knew that that was probably going to be the only time I saw them over the Christmas period got myself prepared like spent the whole day doing it came home and my dad was like oh I haven't even thought about it I haven't got them anything and I was just like oh my god dad like you can't turn up to somebody's house for Christmas dinner especially when it's family and not have got them anything like nothing at all like that's really bad yeah I know it's different but in, in our family that's what like for me it's it's an exclamation of love like I don't give gifts to people unless I've put thought into it and unless I know it's something that they're going to enjoy and make use of like I wouldn't and do something crap that's why I think it's such a fucking issue buying Christmas presents because you just buy you end up just like fucking buying stuff that like whereas I'm more of a person like if I see something throughout the year that I think that makes me think of someone yeah oh yeah yeah otherwise you just end up buying stuff for the sake of it you make yourself so fucking broke yeah that's the thing I, I don't like that side of it I think nobody should buy anybody a gift if they are just going to do it for the sake of doing it and they, don't, they can't think of something that's going to be used or be enjoyed you know yeah my pet hate is people that get me bloody bath salts or oh I cannot tell you the amount that we used to fucking get yeah. like, like those boots five pound bath vouchers or whatever it is that you get like so side note on this so just thinking um about that first christmas that i had after dad died so obviously it was five days after he died yeah brutal. Or like less than but we all went around to Banty vicky's and it was lovely like because one thing i think it's gonna be difficult to think about at christmas is like that actually it's okay to enjoy yourself even yeah. though you are missing that person because i had a really good time we cried because you know, my uncle would do like a, because it's almost, I mean, especially five days after he's fucking dead. Like it's almost feels like an elephant in the room. Like everyone like feels like 
everyone feels like they shouldn't be having a good time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm surrounded by the family. And my family are amazing. So I was like having a good time. Yeah. But then you start feeling guilty because you're like, I shouldn't be enjoying this because they're not here. Yeah. Which they would hate as well, I think. No, nobody dies and then thinks, well, you should all be having a crap time because I'm not there. Like everybody always wants the, be- the best people, don't they? But I think it's like a human thing. People struggle with guilt a lot after death anyway, no matter what the time of year is, especially when they find themselves smiling like two days after that person's died and suddenly like, oh my God, why am I suddenly happy about something I shouldn't be? But I think especially for you, because it was so close to Christmas and obviously the connotations surrounding Christmas, like being joyful, having a good time. I think, like, especially people that are grieving struggle with that a hell of a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's one thing I was thinking about is just to let everyone know, like, you can you can have a good time. Like, you'll probably be sad at some point during the day because it's a family event at the end of the day. Yeah. And exactly. naturally, someone will probably raise a toast or whatever. I think that's a nice thing. Yeah. If it's dinner, I just, like, toast or whatever because we, we we don't do that when it's just me and my sisters because my mum doesn't talk about it but if it's the wider family someone in my family will make an effort to just be like you know let's do a toast to Ben and everyone and else that we've nice to think that everybody in that room for that moment is all thinking about the same thing yeah exactly that's another thing I don't know why my mum doesn't do it because I don't know if, I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast yet actually I probably have done so my mum's dad died when she was 15 I don't and she was the actually you know no, so she was the old. She's also the oldest of five. So they were all really young when their dad died, and every single you know family wedding, there's always a moment where they do a toast to him. Yeah, when everyone's everyone in the room's crying, like so it just it's just gonna and it's one of those things that I think that becomes a new Christmas tradition, like having a cry. Yeah, a hundred percent. I cry every Christmas without fail. Yeah. I have no doubt I'm going to cry this year. For me, it's more like waking up in the morning and I'm like, oh, like here's to here's to another Christmas without them. Like suddenly the Christmases start piling up that you spent without them. And what I'm scared of is when it comes to that Christmas where suddenly you've spent more without them than you have with them. And mm. their, them being here seems even further away than it was before, you know? Oh, hey, that's 20 years away. I know, but I feel like the speed at which life is passing at the moment, that's going to be bloody tomorrow. On the whole number of years thing, I had this feeling yesterday, and I know this is a, well, I think this is a common feeling, is that I was talking about the fact that on the 20th, I'm going to be, so I'm going back to see Penny at Christmas. Yeah. And I made an effort to be back for the 20th because it's the fourth anniversary of my dad dying. And someone said yesterday, oh, has it been four years? Oh, I thought it was only like two years because of the way you're speaking about it. Ouch. Yeah, and made and it made me feel bad about the fact that my dad died four years ago and I was still talking about oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that I, at all. You know, I was like, this is why we need the DPC because... This shit doesn't go away. No, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. That's like that's like the really frustrating thing. So awkward. Like, yes, your first Christmas is pretty much always going to be the hardest, or at least the hardest. Yeah. 
well, I don't know, it might be harder when you're older and you've got kids and stuff and suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I wish they were here, which is obviously going to happen anyway. But um, but from from as far as we know it now, like your first Christmas is, is always going to be the hardest. But that doesn't mean that all the Christmas after Christmases after that or all, all the years after that for any occasion suddenly feel less important because it's been a longer period of time. Exactly. Oh, that's so. Yeah. I hope that person yeah. felt shameful when they went home that night. So that's another thing I think actually that we should lead on to is using the Christmas period as an excuse to be grateful for things. Yeah. Because it's very, Rather than yeah, it's very easy to fall into the trap of being like, this person's died. My life sucks. I miss them so much. Yeah. Christmas is going to be shit. I'm not going to make an effort. Everyone else being happy around me is annoying me. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very easy to feel sorry for yourself at Christmas. And I was actually having this conversation with Brian, the lodger, yesterday because he works, well, he volunteers at a food bank. And it's actually really nice hearing his stories because for me it's very insightful and it makes me, gives me a knock on the head sometimes when I need it because I'm I'm really bad for it as well. Like this weekend I haven't really done much and in my head I've been like, oh, I'm so lonely and got nothing nothing to do with my life and all this and in reality it's the complete opposite like I'm just everyone has weekends sometimes and they don't really do much um but he was telling me yesterday about this man that showed up at the food bank yesterday and was like oh you know do you guys take donations so Brian was like yeah sure like we'd love to and he said oh does anybody can anybody here give me a hand so Brian thought gosh how much has this man got and then the man said oh I'll just back my van up Anyway, they opened this guy's van and he'd just been to Aldi and he had crates and bags full of food. Um, no way. Yeah, like he obviously brought it all in and stuff. And Brian was saying from the looks of the food that he bought, it seemed as if he'd been in the position where he needed a food bank before because it looked like he knew exactly what we needed and exactly what we could give to people easily, like without there being too many constrictions and stuff. Um, and like that man really got to me and like I felt so grateful for it and hearing that story from Brian I was like gosh you know what a, what a nice man and also all of those people that are going to benefit from that act of kindness and stuff so yeah. I do think Christmas is a really important time to also realize how lucky you are and if you have lost somebody but you've got an auntie or cousins or friends or siblings that somehow make that pain a little bit easier. I think it's the perfect time of year to express how grateful you are for them. I so agree. Because I I know that I could very easily fall into the trap of being like, well, Christmas is just shit now. Yeah. And like people that like when I was speaking to uh, someone else yesterday, they're like, well, this happens to me at Christmas, so now Christmas is just shit. Mm-hmm. But then that means you're setting yourself up to have a shit time every year. Like, why would you do that? You want to put things in place. That's going to mean that you're not just feeling like shit. But I do think it's it's important to have time to feel sad. Oh, yeah. Like, wake up on Christmas morning, be sad. But then make sure that you're having family around or you're going to see friends or you're going to church or whatever you're doing to make sure that just something you know that's going to pick you up and let you not feel sad yeah I think a good tip would be if you know that you're going to spend 
actual Christmas day doing something that you're not really going to enjoy or you're going to feel sad all day or like your family aren't very festive and you're kind of not looking forward to it very much try and plan some things around Christmas day so you know a couple of days before it or between Christmas and New Year with friends or other members of your family that are going to get you into that Christmas spirit so you can enjoy it as much as those people around you are like whether that's just like a Christmas meal or a Christmas night in watching a film with some mulled wine and some treats like we said before it's very easy to fall into the trap of just being like oh I'm just going to spend all Christmas on my own and not doing anything because it's crap but I think it's really important to try and take that time for yourself and trying to do some things that you enjoy even if you know that the day itself is going to suck a bit because at the end of the day it is just one day in the whole year and we all have days that aren't Christmas where we feel like shit so don't feel pressured to make that day perfect just try and spend some time around that day enjoying yourself as well. This Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Love that. Yeah, because you know, this, this is the advice that I needed last year. Yeah. Because you do, everyone was like, oh, how was your Christmas? I was like, well, it was shit. But it wasn't. It was just Christmas Day. Yeah. Everything else. That's the thing. It's very easy to think, well, my Christmas Day was crap, so my Christmas was crap. Yeah. But you have to remember, Christmas is a whole fucking month, not just one day. I mean, three months if the bloody UK shops say anything. Yeah, God, I know. <laughs> but like, I've got so many things that I'm kind of looking forward to around Christmas now. Like, I've got the works night out I'm on the weekend next week. I've got a Christmas meal with all of my friends to look forward to. I know that, well, me and my family, we're all going to Centre Parks for two days at the start of January, so that's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole family are going, so that's going to be so good. I know that... Wait, Amy Freer's not going again, is she? <laughs> it'd be so funny if she is. I should ask her, actually. Imagine, because she usually does go around that time, doesn't she? Yeah, because remember when we went and her family were there? Oh, yeah. I'll ask her good shout so there are so many things that I'm looking forward to even though I know Christmas Day itself probably won't live up to my helpless romantic expectations as per usual yeah I think it's helpful as well to make sure that I mean like we say for any anniversary to, to actually like do take time to think about and talk about happy memories yeah definitely right because I know I'll be sat with my sister talking about hopefully happy memories of my dad yeah so you explain to our listeners what you're doing for Christmas this year because I think it's going to be so different but refreshing for you this year I'm actually really looking forward to it because 
So as I say, my Christmas at my mum's is usually not very Christmassy. And then we go to my aunties and get pissed. That's usually my Christmas. Mm-hmm. But this year, obviously, I'm in Australia. So I'm going back up to Byron Bay to see Penny, which, I mean, I, I'm lucky that Penny's over here. Yes. You think I would feel very weird if I didn't see any family on Christmas Day? Yeah, and like for the whole month because that's what I love the most about Christmas is family. So I would feel very weird if I had this whole like month and didn't see anybody. So I am going back up, and then we're just going to be on the beach on Christmas Day. Interesting. Yeah, we're going to have a barbecue. Well, yeah, because I'm guessing obviously there's a lot of travellers over there anyway. So I'm guessing there'll be a whole group of you just spending Christmas together on the beach. Yeah, because I actually spoke to Penny yesterday. So because I'm going up to hers in time for um, Dad's anniversary. Yeah, so, so what are you doing for that? Are you going out? We're going to go out for a nice meal, like a fancy meal, and then go out and get drunk. Nice, just have what you would have wanted. Exactly. Penny was like, let's get fucked. I just said that yesterday as well. And part of me, I literally said to her, I was like, I just don't think we should go into the evening with that headspace you, because Sam we, definitely shouldn't because we all know what you're like you'll take it too far <laughs> we will die yes exactly and look Penny the apple doesn't fall far from the other fucking branch so mm. yeah we we would both probably die and not even see Christmas I do not want so, to wake up to news to either one somebody's drowned in Byron Beach coast or two <laughs> two young women have been found naked hungover on Byron Beach Coast or (laughs) the two young women have raided a pizza shop and stole every pizza known to man exactly (laughs) yeah so we're going to make sure that we spend time and we're just going to make sure that we have a nice day on the 20th so this is where I differ from like my mum for example is that on the 20th to her look it's just like anything it's just another day yeah where is that I know I'm going to feel sad on that day and I just I want I take any chance I can to just sit and think about happy times and just I mean you know what I'm like I love talking about him so it's just an excuse for me and Penny to talk about dad all day just look after ourselves a bit of self-love and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shopping we're gonna go dress up all fancy oh no yeah, it's just like a birthday. Like, it's just an excuse to spend money on yourself and go a bit OTT. It's funny with anniversaries because I think you don't cry, I don't think, because it's the way that the person died. But I think you cry more because of the memories you've got of that day and the pain surrounding it. And also because of the lost time in between, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't cry because I'm like this is the day my dad died mm. I cry because my dad died like it's not because it's that specific day but it just gives you an excuse because also I think for me it helps because like like we say it's very easy to just fall into a trap of feeling sad around this time but I know look the 20th is dedicated for me to feeling sad yeah if I feel sad the other day obviously I let myself feel sad but it means that I'm not for me at least it means that I'm not letting myself feel like shit for the whole month I'm like look I, I know that I have at least that one day. Yeah. Obviously more days to be able to feel whatever I want to feel. So I was talking about this on that radio show the other day about how like you live with the pain of your parent dying and that grief every single day. 
but you don't tend to let yourself you don't let yourself feel it every single day like you know when you think like obviously you're aware every day that that person's not here anymore but a lot of people say don't they they're like oh it's as if they've gone on a really long holiday or something and like for me I don't cry or become overwhelmed with that grief unless I sit here and I let myself believe and acknowledge that my mum's dead and I'm never going to see her again yeah and I think that that day like the 20th for you is your excuse to sit and let yourself like embrace it again and feel it again and know that they're no longer there which I think is it's sad but it's also quite healthy because I think you have to give your brain sometimes that excuse to kind of let go and let yourself feel all of that grief all over again don't you yeah I totally agree yeah yeah and it is but I do think it's it's easy for us to say now as well because I mean it has got easier yeah of course the past few years it's been four years and I know it, it does sound like a long time but it also doesn't it feels I like still yesterday feel, Sam yeah, I don't I feel like I forget everything in between yeah and I just remember that time and now and for anyone that's listening that is in that you know first year or two even I mean even three and four it can still be horrendous for everyone but it, it does get easier and you do this is why now like we can speak and say that we we have these things that we put into place yeah like we we know what's gonna what we need on that day and we know what's gonna pull us back out of it we know that we need to go and see friends and make plans to see family but because we've been through the years that we're like well that felt shit I know what I need to do next year you just learn about yourself don't you more that's so true like it isn't it isn't just something you pick up like it is you learning more about yourself and incorporating more of those things into your life that are going to make you feel better during that day mm-hmm. like I think for me number one it's obviously the food oh big time big time number two it's spending time with my family number three it's having a full-on big massive cuddle with somebody from my family like oh. sitting on the sofa <laughs> snuggling up having a proper Christmas cuddle and it's also having at least one person that you can sit and have a decent conversation with about missing your parent or that loved one I think you cannot go through the whole day without having at least one conversation where you're acknowledging the fact that they aren't there and that you miss them and that it's Christmas and that you wish they were there yeah I mean do you know what I mean firstly I will say I miss I feel really emotional now because I, I miss big hugs so oh, much. Yeah. But big, also... Big hugs. No no mm. hug beats that of a parent that gives a good hug. <laughs> yeah, well, especially my dad's hugs. Oh, my God. I can imagine from seeing photos of him, he looks like a massive bear hugger. Legit. But also, we should, before I start crying, we should create like a, like a dead parent Christmas bingo. Okay. Because like it's one of them where it's like guaranteed someone's gonna say, Oh, they would have loved it, wouldn't they? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh they would have loved this, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, it's always like, oh Ben would love this. Oh, oh, remember, oh. remember Ben's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they'd be like, Oh, Joe would just love to see us all here having a good time, like I feel like there's certain things that people say around Christmas time. Joe, or maybe Joe would have loved that gift, wouldn't she? Would have been a great gift. Yeah. To know that. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's definitely stuff i actually this might this might just be like a wider thing that we can create just a dead parent bingo like when your parent dies we you, we just hand you a bingo sheet and the the top one is sorry for your loss and then the next one is oh shit i don't even know i can't even think about them all now you know what we should do that would be really funny post it on like our instagram and have like the numbers next to like the phrase and then say comment on which ones have been said to you today yeah yeah the one one with the most numbers gets sent a pop socket (laughs) (laughs) yeah we should do something like some kind of dpc bingo be really funny i've just googled dealing with grief at christmas Mm. i found some obviously ropey advice as usual and we'll we obviously all know that the advice you get online for dealing with grief is sometimes crap god there is some really weird advice out there isn't there stuff like that so for me as well because I I'm softier than I was but I'm I hate I hate it when it's advice that's like really fucking softy advice like what I don't know there's just stuff that I read I just think oh just fucking get a grip um <laughs> some of us Sam are soppy and need that kind of advice in our lives okay I know but this is this is where I wanted to start a DPC because I didn't find any advice that I could resonate with so true because I just someone to be like straight up it's gonna be shit let's have a joke basically because there are no real conversations anywhere about death and parental death anywhere exactly and even if there was like aka grief cast which i absolutely love but i had to stop listening because it was people it was old people talking about people that died and i was like i don't resonate with this i resonate with going out and getting pissed (laughs) because you just lost a parent not like you know, being 40, 50 years old and losing a parent, which uh, I know is shit, but I just didn't find anything that I resonated with. I resonate with but, sitting over a toilet, throwing up last night's Sambuca whilst crying over the death of my parent. Reach it, sister. <laughs> that is what I resonate with. I resonate with sitting on the pavement outside the dirtiest nightclub in Lancaster, Hustle, crying my eyes out with another girl who also lost her dad, shout out to Hannah Ronja, crying over our dead parents. <laughs> preach it this is why the dpc exists so this though is quite good the festive season can feel pretty awful when you've lost someone oh yeah Mm -hmm. but there's i think these are quite good like ideas for coping it says and i do think they're quite actually legit this may have been a time you usually spent with the person you've lost so it's completely normal to feel sad Mm -hmm. that they're no longer with you you may react more sensitively to things aka the John Lewis advert, which and now I cry at all the Christmas adverts. Eey, that's so funny. Yeah, I would never have cried at them before. No, you wouldn't. And now I see a fucking orangutan swinging around a bedroom and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just so emotional. <laughs> so allow yourself some time out to feel sad and think about the person you love. Tick, we've Tick. covered that. Yeah. Think about all the things you liked about the person. Well, I feel like that's the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Tell you one thing I didn't like about that person. On Christmas Day, she always made white sauce, and I love white sauce, but she always put leeks in it. No matter what I said every year about not putting leeks in the white sauce because it ruined my dinner, she would never listen. She always put the leeks in. That's one thing that I don't miss. Sorry, Mum. I don't miss the leaky white sauce. (laughs) Oh, that's a side note, actually. So did your mum used to do all the cooking at Christmas? No, it was a group effort, really. 
see my well yeah my mum would do most of it but my dad would be doing a lot of it yeah yeah my mum has to do the job of two people Oh, on Christmas her. she's a damn good cook though is your mum yeah she her and my dad did used to like do chefing and stuff yeah one of the pubs they had did food okay um and actually side note when my dad did I ever tell you that my dad had a stroke like before he got cancer I don't know he never told us he was like off work ill and didn't tell us why and I, I think you tried... tell me that he never told you about it yeah I found out he had a stroke because I overheard a phone conversation but he was off work for a few months and he, because he loved cooking, he missed it so much. He started doing like weekly menus. Oh, at home. Look, on a Monday, he'd write up a menu on a whiteboard and every day we'd have all these different, like amazingly cooked meals and he'd spend like the whole day I cooking. love that. What a hun. Um, so the next one is, and I don't know how I feel about this one, is do something that you used to do together. Because how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I suppose it depends on like whether maybe you used to go on like a Christmas walk, maybe take somebody else that you'd enjoy to do a Christmas walk with, or whether you used to make a cake together. Or for me, it's like decorating the tree. I invited Brian to do that with me last night. I suppose it's like trying to find something, like something that you enjoy doing together, but making sure you do it with the right person isn't going to make it shit. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Right, so this one is not a bit of me. So you let me know if it's a bit of you or not. So it says, so I know I started off this by saying this is really good advice, but now I feel like there's two bits of really good advice. But let's explore it. The next bit is write a letter to the person. So it depends on the person that you are, doesn't it? Is that something that you would find helpful? I think it depends on the state of mind that I'm in. I think it depends on... Like, maybe the first year, if somebody said to me, write a letter to them, I might have done it. Mm. I think I think when you're in the depths of grief, you do try out different things to try and make you feel a bit better. So I think for some people, that could be really kind of cathartic. So so for, for us guys, we've... We've established that that's not not a thing. For me, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that now. No, because I think it wouldn't benefit me anymore because I've, I I think because I talk about it a lot. Yeah. Like I think because we talk about it, I don't feel the need to write a letter. Whereas maybe for the people that feel like they haven't got anybody to talk to, and nobody's listening, maybe they will find that beneficial. Um, the next one is. I do like this one, actually, and this reminds me, um, not a favourite spot. So it says, revisit a favourite spot where you spent time together. Aww. But for me, the first thing that came to mind is just, like, going to my dad's tree. Yeah. Oh, you all missed that this year, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, do you know, that's one thing I'm really sad. I haven't done, I don't think I've done it all year. Wow. I'm re- I, really wanted, I really wanted to go before I came out here, but I just never got the chance. Still going to be there when you get back, don't worry. To be fair, I love that. I know that it, because obviously I'm going to Wales on Christmas Day, I'll probably stop off at the grave in St. Asif where we scattered her ashes and yeah. do my usual and sit there and sing a few of her favourite hymns to her out loud. I always check that nobody else is in, in the cemetery oh. at the same time because my voice is so bad. But I always sit and sing some of her favourite songs and play them on my phone and stuff. Oh my God, Catherine, I love that. I'll probably sing some Christmas hymns. So bloody cute. Yeah, that's my favourite thing to do. 
And then this one, which I love, is share some of your memories of them with others. Yes, important. Very important. So for friends and family of a DPC listening, let people speak about their dead parents at Christmas time. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely, especially for friends as well at this time of year. Just approach your friend and be like, oh, you know, I know Christmas is a difficult time for you. Like, how are you? Are you missing them? Just try and broach the subject and let them just discuss something with you a bit. Like, oh, is there anything that you want to do this year that you would have done with them? Yeah. Or even if it's like, because I love going to my dad's tree when I have been. For people that don't know, my dad had a green burial. Mm -hmm. So he's buried under a tree. (laughs) He's nourishing the the ground. He's the tree. And, um, oh, yeah, but it would be nice, actually, to go with someone because otherwise you go and then you sit there. You, it's nice for you because you go and sing, whatever. I just go and I look at this tree. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to then. There is only so much time you can spend there, isn't there? Like, you can't, like, I don't spend all the five minutes usually. No, yeah, exactly. And because it's so far out of my way, it's like it would be nice to go with someone to then just talk about happy memories, maybe. Yeah, so maybe if you've got that's close to you maybe see if they want a friend to go to their grave to go to their parents grave make a day of it like or an afternoon of it like go to the grave maybe talk to them about it go and get a coffee afterwards get some Christmas gifts like make it a nice experience imagine how therapeutic that would be yeah that would be lovely I wish we could meet up right now and go to your dad's tree and go and get a Christmas coffee afterwards I was honestly, can you imagine like little grave road trip? That would be so nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, we could just, oh my God, we should just get, just get a minibus full of DPC members. <laughs> and go grave like, crawl. DPC tour. A uh, grave crawl. A grave crawl. We could have a bed of every grave and then by the end of it, we'd be absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Grave crawl! Oh my god, yeah. The twelve, the twelve graves of Christmas. The twelve graves of Christmas. If any other DPC members want to get involved in the grave crawl when Sam crawl when Sam comes home, let us know because this could be something we could organise. Although I think we might need a designated driver. <laughs> we need someone who has both parents to drive. Yeah, that'd be ideal actually. So you can kind of pat us on the back, like it, it, it's okay. <laughs> they just don't start crying at everyone as well yeah <laughs> that would be so fab yeah 12 days of christmas grave crawl oh my god I'm, i want to do this next year uh, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be so game maybe we could do like a like a like a tour like on a train and do like three graves per day around like a local area like the northwest <laughs> the south the northeast northwest yeah we'll make it's gonna be nationwide nationwide grave crawl and then people, Everyone, people can meet up with us in different locations. <laughs> we just take a backpack full of tinnies. Yeah, <laughs> strongbow dark fruits to every grave. <laughs> I'm not sure how much my mum would have liked that, but I think for my own benefit I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I absolutely love this idea. I really want this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else on that list? The final two things are that it's okay to enjoy this time. Yeah, we spoke about that. So true. Remember, having fun isn't a sign that you don't miss the person you've lost. Oh, so true. And then look after yourself. Yep. If so, like Sam and I, who have an on-off relationship with booze, if getting too boozy too frequently makes you a bad person and depressed and 
definitely not the best version of yourself, then don't feel pressured to drink every time you're out with your friends over Christmas because I know that there's a big pressure at this time of year to go out, drink loads and kind of get merry, you know, with everyone. But don't let people peer pressure you into doing it if you know that it's going to make you miserable the next day. And I think just simply say to them, like, I'm looking after myself this Christmas. I don't want to get drunk tonight. Please stop trying to force alcohol down my throat. Yeah. And equally to friends, if you're going, oh, I just have a drink, it'll make you feel better. Mm, not always. No, I'm just realised I was shaking my head, which does not come across well on a podcast. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, And also, it's easy to fall into the trap, like I have this weekend. I told Sam before, I've eaten a lot of crap this weekend, which is very unlike me. I think it's a mixture of different things. But try not to fall into the trap of eating loads and loads of rubbish and saying, oh, it's because it's Christmas. Because we know that there's a really strong link with what we eat and how we feel. And although Mm -hmm. eating crap gives us, you know, a short burst of dopamine and a little bit of feel good for a little while. In the long run, it's not such a good idea and it won't make you feel better. So yeah, sure, treat yourself. It is Christmas. But try and live a bit more of a balanced lifestyle over the Christmas season. Don't forget about going to the gym or going on some walks and releasing some endorphins. Just try and make it a season where you're going to be your best self whilst also enjoying some nights out and treats with your friends and family. Oh my God, I love that so much. This, honestly, is what I needed last year because Christmas last year sent me into an absolute downward spiral. Yeah. You were the pig in a blanket last Christmas, weren't you? Yeah, it was disgusting, actually. Oh, it was horrendous. And that that's what, um, it was actually Christmas last year that, and that um, started me feeling really, really crap last year. Yeah. So that's so super important. Yeah, because although January is the start of a new year, you can't go in, you can't go into it trying to build yourself up from the very, very bottom. You use December as a catalyst to do best by yourself and start January on the best possible level. Agreed. Fab. Well, I think that's everything that we can offer our listeners on Grief Over Christmas. So we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of trying to avoid feeling like utter crap over Christmas with approaching grief, etc. If you have got any other tips for other people that are dealing with grief over the Christmas period, please send us a message. We can talk about it next week. Also, if any of you that are listening would love to come onto the podcast, please let us know. We have this kind of calendar app that we can send over to you now so we can organise a time that's best for us all. Um, Especially with the new year coming up, we'd love to organise some podcast recordings in advance. Yeah. Also, we mentioned right at the start, about Kat's radio interview so don't forget we'll put the links in the show notes yes we'll also put the link to our news article as well that got published this week and also if anyone anyone that listens to this is part of like a student union like society newspaper or whatever let us know because we'd what our mission obviously is just to get this out to as many people as possible because we spoke about it's missing this support this voice that we all need that we both needed so we just want to reach as many people as possible and I appreciate so much everyone that shared 
the article already this week but yeah massive thank you to everyone and keep sending us messages because we really really love reading the messages when people have shared it with friends or they've enjoyed it themselves it's mega don't forget if you've got a friend that you think this could help literally just send them the link to the podcast and be like hey don't know whether you'll benefit from this or not but maybe give this a listen you might find that you relate to some of it so yeah don't put pressure on people to listen but just let us let them know that we're out here and you know we're there for them as well we don't mind receiving messages from you lot yeah we actually love it we'll talk soon guys have a lovely week look after yourselves this christmas period be kind to yourself kids thank you so much for listening to this week's dpc podcast we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on DPC podcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent, and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See, See you next Tuesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.